Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Free Radio Hour. I'm Doug. And I'm Kaylin. I just caught off guards, yeah. Y- not really. I'm so used to it by now. This is episode 57 <laughs> of the Geek Free Radio Hour. I'm doing that blind. I really hope it's 57. I think it's 57. Sure. Yeah. Why not? We'll just do 57 again. Maybe we'll do 57 again <laughs> next episode. Wait, did we do 57 two times already? We did 56 we? two times. Oh, okay. I'm almost certain. Well, what's our show if we don't do a recording twice? Yeah. Uh, we're trying to be exhausting, right? Isn't that the goal? <laughs> What's that saying? Measure twice, cut once. Yeah, yeah, we're measuring twice and cutting once. This is episode 57, though. All right, I just cool. got a quick E double check. I love the second I'm like, let's start recording. And the neighbor's like, I got to go get a bone saw out and start sawing something. Yeah. We had a band back in high school. I'm sorry. It was an accident. Doug mm-hmm. is really mean guys we just saw black widow like literally just saw black widow when the recording goes off he beats me she deserves it i just (laughs) looked at the dog crate and i'm like yeah i put her in the dog crate and i (laughs) i hit her (laughs) you know who that reminds me of right nope i don't want to talk about it um so this is episode 57 of the Geekery Radio, where we're so happy that you're here with us. Yeah, and we're we in have person. not talked in a little while on microphones, mm-hmm. and we've done some stuff. We have done and, some stuff. And uh, we went to go see the movies. Yes. That was so cool movies. to be back at the movies. And I liked, I liked how we did it. Mm-hmm. Not we did it. We definitely didn't do it. We were just invited along. Yeah. Which, um... I mean, I guess, should we just get into that? Yeah, we went to a fully vaxxed screening of Black Widow. Yes. Our friend and listener and um, shop contributor, Suzanne, rented out an entire theater for a, as I just said, private vaccination screening of (laughs) Black Widow. So, yeah, as usual, Sue's pulls through. She's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. We got to sit in the nice air conditioning on a on a warm day. It didn't and... feel like it was the smallest theater either, because I figured we would kind no. of be in like a little dumb room. I you was know? definitely thinking like folding the chairs theater. Yeah, yeah, the dump. So yeah, I was like bow tie. Uh... But this one was really nice, and it had like the reclining chairs with the cup mm-hmm. holders. I definitely it's, like, missed great. going to the movies. This made it all the better. Like, yeah, I loved it. It was so good. Right out of the gate and just say that I loved it. Fully, I guess. Let's do like no spoilers. Okay. But like, I was full because it's like it literally came out very, very new. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) even by the time we release this, one of our first episodes of Radio Hour, we watched the trailer. That's so fucking funny. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. But there was like barely anything. No, but I feel like they've just kept releasing the trailer that like I was pretty much expecting to just see the scenes we've seen a hundred million times strung together now in chronological order. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it still had enough there to surprise me. For sure. You know? For sure. Um, Liz kept saying that there were a lot of fight scenes. There was. It was nonstop action. Yeah. It How moved. I didn't feel two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, no. Not you know? at all. Not at all. Yeah. And the backstory kind of to her was like, I thought really nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even from the beginning where they start you off, I was like, why are we here? Mm-hmm. And then slowly it's like, oh, duh. Like, yeah, they reveal all of that throughout, like very mm-hmm. tastefully and not like full they on have to say it out loud yeah there was like, a lot of just here. yeah inferring what happened instead of mm-hmm. being punched in the face with what was going on what yeah. happened it was really refreshing i guess yeah I think it was so. great I, yeah i really liked it the humor of this whole movie came as such a surprise mm-hmm. and is so very welcome to me yeah i thought i we could at least say that David Harbour's in it. Everyone would know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it would rely mostly on his humor, but I was delightfully surprised by Florence Pugh. Yeah. I thought she really held up a lot of the movie. Yes. Like, absolutely. Really well, too. There's, like, things that I will probably not stop thinking about that she does in this movie mm-hmm. that are just so great. And very quotable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. I'm excited. I know this... I don't think this is a spoiler. If you're following casting news and all this information of the MCU shows filming, she's supposed to make an appearance in Hawkeye. And I'm really looking oh, okay. especially forward to that now. Well. Don't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, that's exciting. all around, I really think this is 
I don't know. They've just kind of cracked this formula with these MCU movies at this point, really where they're just though. all really great. Really, like, though. I mean, all of them, I mean, some are definitely better than others. But, but... it feels like since the Civil War, mm-hmm. these movies have been all at least exceptional. Yeah. You know, whether they're... Especially, especially like the singular Avenger mm-hmm. plot lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are really cool. And it's cool that they keep giving all these little threads and stuff and like cameos and mm-hmm. all that, you know. Kind I of was like weaving that web of like oh. the whole universe. Oh. <laughs> the widow's web. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was all around really pleased. I had very low expectations going into See? it. I'm like this is an inconsequential movie. We know Black Widow died. Mm-hmm. This movie takes place in the middle somewhere. So yeah. like you're never going to be like, "Oh no, what if she doesn't make it?" What if she doesn't make it? There's so many things I want to say, but mm-hmm. I can't say them. Don't so say them. But yeah, overall, very, very surprised. Very, very good. I do strongly recommend watching it. Um, and I'm looking forward to more. Yeah. You know? This is just like, as many movies as there has been, there's so many more to do. We saw the trailer for Shang-Chi before it started. What do you yeah. think about that? Uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, it's a, I like that it's kind of adversary between, in between a family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's really interesting. Um, I don't know much about it though. This new, tra- have you seen the previous trailer that they put out, the teaser? I don't think so, no. They put out a teaser that was like Aquafina heavy and like she was like a blip in this new trailer where they yeah. show like monsters and villains and stuff. Well, I mean... Maybe that's right, though, because, like, I don't know really about her character. I thought it was more for, like, star power for her, Mm -hmm. for the movie. But it seems like from this one trailer that I saw that she isn't a main character. Yeah. So why would you put her so heavy in the trailers? Yeah. You know what I mean? Except to gain, you know, an audience. I am really riding high on that Aquafina train. I watched that movie Raya the Last Dragon. Did we talk about this on the podcast last week? You had me watch it. I did watch it. It's great, right? It's really good. It's like the first... Disney movie of its kind that, like, isn't all about, like, there's, like, no romantic subplot. There, It's all about, like, just... This is true. It's not the first. No. But, I, I mean, where they're like, is. this is a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Like, other than, like, Brave, I guess I can think of. Yeah, sure. You know? But she's also supposed to be, like, 12 in that movie, so yeah. that would be a little creepy if they... But I, I really, 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 really loved Raya, and... It was good. We did talk about this, right? Because mm-hmm. I mentioned that I, like, heard that Aquafina was given the reins to, like, yep. kind of do whatever she wanted. And then just before I was leaving, I... I've been watching this show. I know I just introduced you to office? it before. It's called The Office, <laughs> and it's about, as I had mentioned, 12 people who live together in this office in building. Office. And in between... The show, they take these little breaks. Uh-huh. It, I don't know what they do for them for, but... And they showed an advertisement... Sure. ...for Nora from Queens is coming back in August. Wow. Yeah, so I'm like, shit. Okay. I really like Aquafina. I do, too. I think I really like her voice, too. I think it's just like funny. Like, the It's like, eh, eh, yeah. yeah, I'm Aquafina. And, like... I, I don't know. I don't want to do that. adds to everything that she's in. Uh-huh. Even if it's, like, a really small part. Like, she did Crazy Rich Asians. She did a small part she's in... She's so good in Crazy Rich yes. Asians. Jesus Christ. She also did a small part in, um... Crap, why can I think of that? I'm... Ocean's 8? Ocean's 8, yes. I, that's, like, the only thing that she's done that I have not seen. It's, it's funny. She... It, like... This is one of those rare instances where she plays basically herself uh-huh. in all of these small roles, but it's always really funny. Yeah. And she just has a little bit of comedy here and there. Let's just watch something on our plane ride to California that is like of that time that I meant to see also. What the hell did she watch? I don't know, but I also loved her in The Farewell. That was oh, really God, good. The Farewell. Mm-hmm. I went to see that in theaters. And she did an amazing job. And it was just like a job, great movie. An amazing job yeah. in like a, a drama. In like a straight, expect. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I almost fell over. Yeah. That was like very heavy. And then just yeah. watching, I don't want to spoil that either, but like the end sequence when mm-hmm. they like revealed the true story and stuff. Yeah. Like I was like bawling my <laughs> eyes out that like you things work out. You know, I know. Weird. I know. I'm... Uh, <sighs> Don't get distracted. <laughs> this show it's is on. reality show. The office is on at the moment. Um, so yeah, I did kind of, that's like Chekhov's airplane mm-hmm. 
I was on a plane. I don't recommend it. COVID. Yeah, you guys had a really rough time. Um, on land, I also had a rough time. <laughs> so my wife, Elizabeth, and I, we went to a small family-ish reunion kind of thing slash retirement. Independence Day slash retirement party in California mm-hmm. last weekend. And Kaylin was kind enough to house sit for us and watch Jubilee and the two cats. Yeah. And uh, then pick us up from the airport on <laughs> Monday night, Tuesday morning yeah. at one thirty. I think originally, which like in retrospect, like really wouldn't have made a difference anyway. Mm-hmm. But like originally it was supposed to be 12.30. Yeah. And I was like, oh, whatever. For some reason, it really does feel like that hour is like... Insane, yeah. Yes. So like, like I get major anxiety because I sleep so... Um, hard yeah like i will not i i won't wake up for like a fucking tornado or a heavy rainstorm i won't wake up for mm-hmm. that shit. if you walk into a room yeah. and like i hear like a creak i'll be like okay i'm out i've woken you up by mistake yes. just breezing by and also like i'm very good at waking up i'm like never a bummer i'm like oh hey i'm, I'm very good then. at waking up is beautiful <laughs> but uh, you have to agree every time i'm you- actually very good at waking up okay <laughs> Go off, Kaylin. Wake up, girl. <laughs> but you have to admit, anytime you've seen me or I've stayed over, every every time I wake up, I'm just like, I'm up. Mm-hmm. Now I'm up. Get woke, so go like, broke. Mm. But anyway. No, I'm you're right. Up. Yeah, you're not just like this like groggy monster. Mm-hmm. So I was really anxious about trying to take a nap. Mm-hmm. before picking you guys up. Oh, and you start doing that thing, right? Where you're like, okay, if I fall asleep right this second, yes. I could probably sleep for about four hours. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing this math in your head where yep. you're like, okay, well, now I just burned 15 minutes thinking about how much sleep I can uh-huh. get. So take that off, divide it by. Yeah, and like in the <laughs> I need to get gas. I need it, yeah. Yes. like Yeah. I had to stop at the store too and I was like calculating how long it would take and I'm like, not that there would be traffic at 12.30. And then you like, look at the clock and you're like, okay, now I have an hour. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And Ash came home in the middle of it and, and him and I were just bullshit because at that point it was like three hours away and I was like, this is not happening. Yeah, this I'm just going. Happening. So I stopped at the Wawa before I, I came out and I got like a large soda mm-hmm. <laughs> and like just put the windows down and blast music and was like, we're doing this. <laughs> And, um, yeah, picked you all up at, like, I think you landed at one thirty. We got the last plane out of Denver, we were told. Mm-hmm. They canceled and everything. Yep. And even when we went to the desk, we were like, hey, our flight was canceled, and they said we could take this next flight, which would get us home a little later, and mm-hmm. we were like, so what can you do for us? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe. And they're like, and they're like literally nothing. And then she was like, you really should just be thankful that there's this flight. We've grounded everything. Wow. They're only letting X amount of planes out an hour. And, um, yeah. It, it, she had real, like, um, so like, end of shift vibes to her okay. where she was about to leave. So she okay. didn't really care. So she should have been like, so now that you're on this flight, how are you going to thank me? Yeah, what are you going to do for me? And she yeah. starts doing that, like, the uh, Tim Curry, uh, or not Tim Curry, what's his like, name? Rob. It is, oh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider from, from Home Alone, Alone too. Yeah. He's yeah. just rubbing his fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, Liz says to her, well, do you think this plane will get off the ground and, you know, get us home? And she's like, uh... She kind of <laughs> does this, like, this shrug, like, hopefully. And then we're like, great. Great, 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 great. And traveling is, like, <clears throat> stressful enough with, mm-hmm. like, out things changing on you last minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because y'all had a connecting flight, too, which we didn't even mm-hmm. mention. You found this out when you were in Denver. Yeah. When we landed in our connecting. Yes. Yeah. It was terrible. So, by the time y'all get out of the, the airport in Philly, it was, like, probably, like, 2.30. Yeah. And then we had an hour and a half ride back to Matawan. Uh-huh. So, we got here at 4. And then we were just futzing around at 4 in the uh-huh. morning. We were just BSing. <laughs> yeah, like, it was fine. <laughs> I had to go to my day job, and I'm like, should I just go now? Dude. Did like, you? Because I heard you go out the door. I... So I set an alarm, and I'm like, I'll sleep for two hours. I'll set it for six o'clock. Mm-hmm. I woke up naturally at eight, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, it was terrible. I think I was out of your house by, like, 9.30, yeah. I want to say. 
It's like five hours. That's not horrible. I like ran down my stairs, like putting on clothes like, to like, go <laughs> to work. And it's so hot here lately. It was yeah. miserable. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But you made it home and we're good. And we all had a very interesting next day. Except for Elizabeth. I think she stayed home. Yeah, she was the only smart one. She yeah. was off from work. I had all my works. I took off on Monday because we have the option. I wish I would have been like, you know what? I will work on Monday. I'll work Monday and maybe I'll just take Tuesday. Take Tuesday. <laughs> and they're like, whatever, <laughs> sure. I think my work would go for it. They're like, that makes no they sense. They honestly didn't expect me because I texted my boss that night at like 1030 when you told me that you guys were delayed. And I yeah. was like, hey man, uh... Like, my friends are delayed. I'm supposed to pick them up. I'm I'm going to be late. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And then when I showed up to work, they are like, well, you're surprised that you came in. It's and like, like okay. <laughs> it was kind of a bummer that the ride home was so hectic and so exhausting because, like, it kind of dampened the trip, which was beautiful. And it was so much fun. And, like. With the ride home from the airport? You no, know, the ride home, like, from California. Like, oh. that entire day of. Oh, the travel. Also traveling okay. back into different time zones yeah. where it's later mm-hmm. so it's like because technically it should have just been like 1 a.m what took back. eight hours then ended up feeling like it took about 14 15 hours yeah. you know which <laughs> sucked and hit you like a bag of rocks and it really did put like this damper on it but it was a beautiful like well beautiful I mean, trip if anyone follows you or liz personally those pictures were stunning yeah all of them were really, it was crazy really beautiful we were up in fort bragg california it was um the northern coast so it was nice and cold it was like mm. 65 70 most yeah, of the week i saw that liz was wearing like her rain jacket and yeah i was like honestly jealous yeah <laughs> that was the best part about it honestly was that we could just be comfortable she without something at one like, point sweating. um where she was like her and i were texting and she was like hey um yeah, so we might stay here. She's like, we can take over the rent. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not fucking staying here if you think you guys are moving out there. That seems way cooler, so I'm coming out there. You're like, I'm actually animals. on my way. Here's the dog. <laughs> um, so what do you think? You think we should go to our first song? Because we have an interview this week. We do. So let's go to our first song, then go to our interview with... Anthony. Anthony. And then, um, then we'll come back and we'll do some shop news. Sure. All right, so our first song is... Gloria by Angel Olsen.
are here with Anthony Diaz. Um, Anthony, do you want to introduce yourself and say some things about yourself? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Anthony. Um, big comic book Anthony Diaz, big comic book fan, uh, Philly resident, uh, actor, musician. I don't know what else to plug. Uh, college whole, graduate, high school graduate, middle resume. school graduate. <laughs> Just go down the whole resume. It's Salesman. Fine. Uh, uh, yeah. Boyfriend. Brother, sister. Wow. Sister? I have a sister. You are certainly doing it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but we're here to talk about comic books. Mm -hmm. And my first question for you is, what was your gateway comic? What was the first comic that got you interested in comics? Uh, that's that's a really good question. Um, I think it was one of those, like, uh, <clears throat> it came with... Uh, I think it was like a, a video game. So it was okay. like in the back of uh, like, I think it was like a Spider-Man Like those little, game. Those yeah, little so, leaflet things yes, that are in there? Okay. Yes. So it was in the back of, uh, I think like Spider-Man game had like preview comic. Mm -hmm. And so I like kind of flipped through that and like read it for like five or ten minutes and was like, oh, that was, that was pretty dope. And I didn't even realize it, but like when I was younger... I was reading, uh, and I don't, this doesn't count, I don't think, but, like, the Peanuts. Okay, uh, yeah, that like definitely the, counts, yeah, I mean, for yeah, sure. You know. Because you know what? Like, when you, you, he motioned, guys that can't see what I'm doing right now, he motioned, like, opening a book. <laughs> Moting, yeah. And I pictured, like, you unwrapping a bazooka gum. Yeah. Remember Bazooka Gum back in the day had yeah. the comic strips in yeah. them. And there yeah. was, uh, and they were, like, it was really corny, but, like, yes. those, those were um, part of my heyday as well. Uh, not to date myself too much, but those are... Listen, everyone knows that we're old. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so it was like the Peanuts and then also the, uh, like, the back of the comic or the, the back of the manual comics with uh, video games. I read that and then I, like, started getting into, um, like, Marvel and DC. And then I remember in, like, middle school, mm -hmm. I had the... Because I was... It, like, I can't really say I was a huge comic fan as, like, a really small kid, but okay. I was a huge Batman fan. Like, I was a huge oh, Batman okay. fanatic. Like, but you just didn't discover that medium right away. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, like, I knew the characters and, I, like, loved them. Like, you know, even, like, I feel you... like most people yeah. our age w were like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, maybe back in the day in the 50s and 60s, like, mm -hmm. you had more access to weekly comics coming yes. out. Rather than like having movies, of course, in the seventies they have the TV shows and whatnot. But mm -hmm. like, I think it's kind of reverse. I feel like you come to know the character before you delve into the comics. Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, like the biggest, uh, like Batman the animated series was a gateway drug into comic books okay. as far as like <laughs> Batman goes. Like, gotta I gotta get that, gotta get that Batman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And like, I'm uh, biggest fan of the animated series. Um, and there's like a podcast on that as well, which I highly recommend people, the, uh, Batman, the, and we'll the save podcast. that, we'll save that for the plugs at the end. <laughs> yeah, the plugs at the end. <laughs> but, um, so I, I like really, really loved Batman as a kid, 1989 movie, uh, even like okay. watched like the old Adam West stuff. Like I was a fanatic, like. The Adam West stuff is fun. Like I remember watching it a little bit when I was younger, yeah. cause my dad would have like, you know, the syndication, the reruns mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It was definitely very silly, but it was definitely very fun. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the the interesting thing that, like, I didn't realize until I started reading Batman comics was that his rogues gallery has stayed the same. Yeah. Like, the Riddlers in the Adam West yeah. one, the Penguin, mm -hmm. the Joker, Catwoman, like, all of them I stay so consistent. I cannot remember... I guess maybe Bane. Maybe Bane's a more recent addition. <laughs> I would have loved to see Bane in the Adam West. In the Adam West stage, <laughs> but which, like, but which Adam Bane West though? Back. Oh no, I want Tom Hardy Bane oh, like, okay, fighting Adam enough. West and the... like putting him over his knee. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know chance. how Bane would have done. Yeah, I feel Kurt like Ward just like getting destroyed. I feel like Bane from the '90s would have been a better fit because it was almost comical with those tubes running mm. throughout him and whatnot. Sort of, yeah. But like the thing about Bane in the uh, in the '90s, because they had the Nightfall comic, which is uh, it's kind of like a, a multi-volume, almost anthology that uh, you should totally borrow sometime because I have it, and uh, it goes through like the chronicles of Bane starting out okay. from being uh, in a prison in South America who was locked up for mm -hmm. the crimes of his father growing up in prison 
and then wow. breaking out and basically just being like, okay, uh, I want to fight the most worthy opponent. And then going to Gotham City, mm -hmm. finding out that Batman basically runs things there, and Bane saying, okay, like this is this is the challenge I'm going to undertake. And the great thing about Bane in the 90s is that he, I would say he's smarter and probably more formidable than Bane in the way that he's portrayed in the Christopher Nolan movies or the way that he's portrayed in any Really? Movie. Yeah, he's, because he's the one person who's known for beating Batman. And uh, I kind of alluded to it talking about Adam West putting him over his, his knee, but like, uh, he, oh, he does yeah. break Batman. See, like, I, I kind of didn't think that way because... Um, he's essentially um, Poison Ivy's puppet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I think no. that, like, he's not. Doesn't she, like, completely, oh, like, no. make it happen that he, he comes to be oh, that way? If you have any fans on here of Batman, they're, they're, no, I hope all, they're groaning with me. None of our um, fans like Batman. It's very widely known. No, there's uh, definitely going to be a couple people that are very upset with me I right now. I hope a couple people, <laughs> comic book fans, are like, who's Batman? Um, no, that's that was... Uh, Batman and Robin, and that was uh, unfortunately how Bane's uh, reputation was tarnished in the 90s. Dang. Was you have this movie with Uma Thurman, uh, and basically, like, nobody even knows who the actor of Bane was. But she's got him, like, twisted around her finger, and she, like, creates him from all this, like, uh, chemical poison or whatever, and then Venom becomes, like, a thing she invented, which is actually a really interesting idea mm -hmm. on the surface, and then when you look into how it's incorporated in the movie, it's like, oh. So, so like, the idea is pretty pretty cool, but the execution was terrible. Oh, no, it was Buck. Okay. Nate, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Need I say more? Mm. <laughs> I used to meet you, like... <laughs> I, don't think I feel like it was honestly like he was such a big star at that time that yeah. like and I, I think he had to be that corny yeah no everything like, he touched everything was yeah, yeah yeah so like I get it but like yeah, I mean don't, don't get me wrong like those those movies were definitely trying to do something in particular in terms of bringing a comic book to life they're still my favorite I, I think it's just due Batman to nostalgia, N not necessarily, but that error of Batman oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, you know what that. I mean? Like Tim Burton, the kooky, yes. creepy darkness yeah. of it all. Oh, yeah. You know, and plus, like he had fucking what's his face doing um the music. Oh, we can curse him. Oh yeah, yeah, we can oh, curse. Oh, awesome. Do you want fucking egg? You... <laughs> I was gonna give you a platform, yeah, but sure. Thank you. Uh, no, yeah, all of our listeners are. Um, Maybe adults? I don't know. We'll yeah. But this is rated stats back. rated R for... Let's see if we have to add in, like, dolphin noises from Spongebob later. <laughs> um, no, who's that guy that did all the music for... Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, yes. thank you, for yes. For the 1989 movie. Yes. But, like, a lot of Tim Burton's movies in general, yeah. but, like, mm -hmm. specifically, he's the one responsible for the theme that shaped, later on, uh, Batman the Animated Series theme song mm -hmm. as well. So, like... That there's kind of like a melody uh, that like kind of shines through in that, and mm -hmm. actually, if you look at almost all the music that's composed, sans uh, Christopher Nolan's, but like almost all the music that's composed when it's relating to Batman, mm -hmm. it's got the da 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 da, mm -hmm. da and it's always been always been uh, prevalent. Honestly, those two, peanut butter and jelly. Oh yeah, such a good oh, yeah. pair. This is like John Williams and George, George Lucas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wait, didn't John Williams also do the score to Home Alone? <laughs> Home Alone? I think he did. Wait, really? I think so. I, I didn't know. Guys, don't come for me. I have to <laughs> I have to look this up. I honestly don't know. I, I gotta, think so, though. I feel like that's Unless his... I'm just thinking John Hughes. Wait, John Hughes was uh, a musician, right? No, he did all the, like, The Breakfast Club and the... Oh, he was the director, yeah, of yeah, all, of all yeah. those 80s movies. Uh, 16 Candles and, yes, like, yeah, 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 yes. all those. Uh, no, I I really hope John Williams... I don't know if I hope that John Williams <laughs> did the music for Home Alone or not. I don't know what I'm rooting for here, because it's got to be his most under underappreciated work, if it is. If Doug was here, he'd be so mad at me, because I'm probably yeah. jumbling so many people, yeah. and he usually course-corrects me, but... It's just an amalgamation just, of references going on. Let's just, you know, yeah. let's just, we'll figure let's, it out off We'll say there. his name was John, and we'll just... <laughs> John <laughs> we'll did that, that movie, yeah, that's yeah. fine. But uh, I guess kind of, like, taking it back to uh, comics a little bit, talking, like, 
I, I don't know, specifically about Batman, like, those those were the comics that kind of shaped me earlier on. I had, like, this big, almost an encyclopedia mm-hmm. of, like, uh, DC Comics, and I had one from Marvel as well. Okay. And, like, I was kind of, like, that quintessential nerd who was, like, sitting in the lunchroom, like, reading through this instead of talking to people. I love because, that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you know, it had everything. Like, you would go through, and it would be, um, like, early Batman, and it would be, like, uh, current Batman as we know him, but mm-hmm. then you kind of get him as, like, his, his gritty phase as well, but then it shows, like, the gadgets. And it was great because I remember them going through, like, how everything worked. Okay. Like, this was not, uh, this encyclopedia was no slouch in terms of, like talking about these things and how they worked like within the reality, but also uh, within like our reality. So okay. Not just within their world, though. They would say like. So, so... there was something that alert, alerted you for like the mechanics of everything, like yeah. how everything worked. Yeah, and I I think like Christopher Nolan touched on it a little bit in terms of bringing the superhero to real life, but like sure how it exists in our world was was fascinating to me. I guess. Yeah, no, I could totally understand that because um, Batman is supposed to be just a regular guy. Yeah, he, I mean not. He's rooted I in mean, our world. regular in the sense that he doesn't have any sort of like powers per se. Mm-hmm. He's very rich mm-hmm. and agile, it seems. Yeah. But mostly, it's all of his like props and yeah. his his gadgets yeah. and whatnot. Well, I, I think everything that he's rooted in already exists in some way. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of money time and i guess like somewhat along the lines of like science fiction in terms of the gadgetry of like yeah. how that comes along because like superman like aliens okay we hypothesize that they exist or like mm-hmm. we like to think so you know uh but with batman and iron man it's like okay so how much money and technology is it going to take until one of these guys eventually pops up yeah and i think that's probably what drew me to it a lot is that like in my head this guy feasibly could exist yes aside from you know knowing like a million and one combat. So it was basically like they wrote him in a way that he could fight against anything. Yeah. Uh, like Superman. But that that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it doesn't really matter, like, the craziest things about him, being able to fight, being able to, you know, be agile and fly, essentially, in mm-hmm. some points, is more feasible than a fucking alien from, you know, what is it, Krypton? Krypton, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a completely made-up thing. Oh, yeah. This could essentially really... Oh, okay, we think. We <laughs> think... You don't know. This you is very true. Your fans this is very Might true. be out there. <laughs> All of our Superman fans, yeah. the S stands I'm for hope. sure that he exists. It's fine. <laughs> At so, least Clark, Clark Kent exists. Yeah, yeah. Somebody... Does his Superman counterpart... Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some nerd out there wearing glasses. He was a He's ready to rip He's off a shirt. He's yeah. ready to rip off his little immediately his get arrested. Yeah. yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was uh, that was kind of my start uh, with comic books, and then later on, I think uh, in terms of my influences go, uh, Frank Miller, Grant Morrison, like a lot of those guys started okay. taking over because you have like Batman Year One, you have my favorite comic, which is The Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. and you have uh, even further. Uh, not the Dark Knight Strikes Back, because that, that one's... We don't talk about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but then you have uh, uh, Alan Moore. So this is, like, really important, which Alan Moore, didn't he... He did the Swamp Thing that you he lent did, me, right? Yes, yes. I remember seeing his his name on the front of that cover. Mm-hmm. He did some of the most influential comics that we, we know of today. Very cool. Yeah. But my, my question was going to be... Um, as far, because I know a lot of writers, a lot of artists have taken on Batman. Do you have a favorite? Um, or at least a current a really favorite, maybe? I, so, I really enjoy the different spins that, uh, that people have had on him. Um, like, uh, I really don't want to say, because I think Tim Sale was the artist of, like, The Long Halloween and not the mm-hmm. writer. Um, but hey, we can there... look it up on air. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Um, but I, I think his interpretation of Batman is great because um, he's still more of like a vulnerable guy, but he's been in the game for a little while. Um, and it deals a little bit more with like Batman's personal life as opposed to just constantly showing him in costume. Because, uh, you know, you have the origins of like the whole Harvey Dent thing um, and what? 
I, I, I looked it up. <laughs> and I wanted to say you said this name to me last week. Something Loeb. Uh, Je- Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Yes. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Loeb. Loeb was the writer and the artist was Tim, Tim Sale. Sale. Yeah, yeah. So those guys are great. Haunted Night, Long Halloween, uh, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, very influential. But I will say, I think Frank Miller probably had the most um, influence on me. Because okay. I like Dark Knight Returns is absolutely classic. And it answers kind of like that age-old question of, like, what does Bruce Wayne do when Batman doesn't exist anymore? Uh, Fair. Yeah. Like, okay. what do you... Uh, and it's cool, because, like, he deals with that almost survivor's guilt of, like, that trauma of everybody's done with this. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? And he he deals with it in um, trying to... Uh, this is a little dark, but he tries to commit suicide in a way that's indirect, Mm-hmm. Uh, if that makes any sense. Like, he, he says he's just trying to die a good death. Okay. Like, he's race car driving. And, like, you know, he it, it's almost like he's become too competent and, like, too good at everything that he can't even kill himself. Understood. Yeah. Understood. So it's not like a coward's death, per se. No. What, what would be considered for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not just taking the easy way out. It's kind of just, like, living your life to the fucking max and yeah. just kind of hoping that it ends horribly. And yeah. And you're just done for. Absolutely. And that's it. Like, he's over 70 years old, like, racing in NASCAR, basically. Oh, so he's 70 in this comic? Yeah, I believe he's either in his late 60s or he's, like, roughly, like, 70 years old. He's wow. old, man. Okay. Yeah, like, Batman's been at it. And then he's been in such good shape his entire life mm-hmm. that when um and i don't like i don't want to spend all my time summarizing uh the dark Knight returns but like when he comes back he's still got it like wow yeah because all that stuff was like muscle memory and instinct so he's just he's that's a little crazy do you like hate the justice league because like As he gets whole? like fucked up like okay i'm just thinking <laughs> the specific scene where they Wake up, Superman. You mean the movie? Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, because I'm, I'm like, there's been comics, there's been shows, so, and the show's amazing, but... We have to relate this back to what yeah. I have seen, what okay. medium I have seen. So, the movie, he, like, gets fucked up by Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, real fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he sucks, he's a weakling. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Diana has to be there to, like... Yeah. You yeah. know, be the muscle, essentially. Yeah. Well, I... The, the funny thing is is that they kind of they based Batman versus Superman off of the Dark Knight Returns. Hmm. So you have um, basically this live action medium telling the story mm-hmm. that's um, that's great on its own, but then they kind of bastardized it. Okay. Uh, and if anybody's a fan of um, Dark Knight Returns, they know exactly what I'm talking about in terms of like the costume, like everything that he's wearing, the mechanical bat suit that mm-hmm. he's using when he fights Superman, that's ripped completely straight out of uh, like verbatim, The Dark Knight Returns. It's the only suit that he can use to stand a chance against okay. Superman. Um, and he even uses the entirety of Gotham's power grid. Uh, he, like, jacks into yeah. that in order to fight him. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. So, I mean, like, that does a really good job of conveying the fact that Batman's more than capable of fighting mm-hmm. Superman. But he has to use, like, his wits and, yeah. and other stuff. Like, yeah. he can't just use, like... His physical attributes. He doesn't stand a chance against Superman. Everybody knows that. This is yeah. true. Well, I mean, the the argument. Yet they had a movie called Batman vs Superman. Because he Why? does he does beat him at one point until we don't talk about that. <laughs> There's a lot of things we don't talk <laughs> about. Topic, yeah, I mean, like the infamous Martha scene where you know Oof. Batman doesn't murder Superman because the two Marthas. Yeah, uh, your mom's name is Martha. Weird. It's like Zack Snyder like was he came up with that and instead of like posting about it, he wrote an entire script revolving mm. around that revelation. They're both their mom's names are Martha. Oh, I'm going to go Holy with this. Holy shit. It's like, he, it's like he discovered that on a cocaine binge and, like, hashed out the script that night because that's how that script comes across is a cocaine binge in one evening. So I have I have three more questions mm-hmm. for our interview. And I don't know if that's how interviews go where I should state how many questions. That's fine. But we're going to keep on track. <laughs> one down. Do we like the nipples on the bat suit? Ooh. Do we miss the George Clooney nipples? It depends on who you ask. Um, I mean, the, my my problem is that they've never been utilized correctly. Like, they don't do anything. And Batman doesn't waste anything. So this they don't, like, true. dispense anything. So you, uh, 
you think that they should do a whole like Austin Powers things like the fembots where like a gas thing pokes out of each one and just like wipes out people. It just knocks them out. What I'm saying is that Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze should have defeated Batman with a purple nurple. Like two <laughs> two dead like squeezes it, it rips the costume. <laughs> he like ices them up a little bit so they and get a little harder and then he like twists and then he's them off. Able to freeze him yeah. outside of the costume. Yeah, See, yeah. listen. Absolutely. Guys, hit us up. Next we'll generation. Yeah. Wait, Robert Pattinson's already in 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 into it. But I if you want like a sequel, yeah, I we got you. We've already talked about that. He's gearing up to be my favorite Batman. I yeah yeah. Like I'm basing that off of his previous performances and the fact that like Michael Twilight, Keaton, right? Yeah, like without a doubt, Twilight. Like he um, he conveyed. Um, I can't even. I can't just even a, do a gag. Just a range of emotions. Yeah, he, he, he was. He ran the gamut. Brooding, in terms of and yeah. he was like dark and mysterious. Just yeah. such a range. There's Marlon Brando on the waterfront, and then there's Robert Pattinson in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> there's. Wait, <laughs> didn't Pattinson portray Brando in something? In I feel like he has. Dude, if he did, I feel like he'd be uh, decent in Streetcar. Something like. Kill Your Darlings or something? No, no, no. He wasn't that Marlon is, Brando. Um, that is Ernest Hemingway? No, he wasn't Hemingway. He was... Um... Kill Your Darlings. Because oh, I know that's Maybe Hemingway it wasn't you. Sometimes you have to kill your darlings. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm basing my assumption that he's going to be my favorite off of uh, Good Time, off of, um, you know, Tenet a number of different performances that he's done that I've been blown away by. He's a, he's a phenomenal Honestly, actor. Honestly, he really is. Yeah, and, he's and, I, right and, now. and I know I'm doing that quintessential thing that he probably hates and bringing up Twilight because that's his most well-known oh, role. Oh, he loathes people like you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like, <laughs> I don't... Well, of course, I first think of that. But, like, I know him from other stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I mean, the good thing is, and what kind of, like, redeemed him a bit, was that he despised being a part of Twilight. And I was like, okay... Dude, if you hated that as much as everybody else did, then you're you're uh, on the right track. <laughs> um, I'm still looking through this, but I will <laughs> ask you uh, the next question. Um, what's a comic that you love right now? Like, what are you into right now? That I love and I'm into... Well, I'm hoping that uh, Saga is going to be... I'm currently reading uh, a book at the moment, so... I'm going to cut you off really quickly, okay. and this is not great interview etiquette, but I'm very dumb. Okay. And what I was thinking of was a, a movie called Little Ashes from 2008, and he portrayed Salvador Dali. Oh, that's uh, close enough, you know. You have, kind uh, of. Wh- what was Dali again in terms of ethnicity? I was gonna oh, say, like, I don't know. French or something? I thought... Spanish? Sp- yeah, I yeah Spanish. Spanish uh, yeah, Spanish painter, you know, English uh, writer. Should I look it up? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> We're no, just going to Google things and tell you the result. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What are you into right now? I apologize. Uh, in terms of comics, actually, I have been in quite the dry spell for uh, a little while now mm-hmm. in terms of what I was reading. Um, I wanted to get into the new 52 stuff, but honestly, I was going to... Uh, recently, I was looking into getting into some manga. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very um, nice. So I was looking to buy the Akira set, uh, and then I we realized... We just read that for our book club. Yeah, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to get the Akira set as well as um, uh, One Punch Man. Like, there's there's a couple of them that I want to get, including Attack on Titan. Okay. But uh, the only thing stopping me is that manga is expensive. Ooh. I gotta, like, save up for that. Because I don't want to just buy one. That's fair. Like, you yeah. want a complete set. Yeah. I want, like, the I get that. anthology of, like, all of these. And Listen, be able to go through I get that. Yeah. If you want to read them, I am picking up Akira Volume 1 because they did read it last month mm-hmm. <clears throat> for the club. And Doug mentioned that we might do a, uh, a second volume of it. Oh, okay. So yeah. I might have to kind of catch up with everyone. The so. problem with that is I've already seen the movie, so I know I love it. And okay. I want to buy like all of them. Like I want to like the whatever hardback copy I can get, like mm-hmm. all the whole set. And, like it has to it. be like a very yeah. and and there are displaying comics and mm-hmm. ones that you just read once and you're just like here you go, mm-hmm. here you go, off yep. you go. Yeah, and I, I just I don't even need to read it at that point. I just have the speaking the box of, there. we kind of did a trade recently. Oh, we did. You gave me the saga of the swamp thing. Mm-hmm. And you also gave me Kingdom Come. 
Yes, thank yeah. you. It's a great DC comic. I I cracked I cracked the uh, Swamp Thing. You knew I was oh, going nice. to go for that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of you course. Knew it. Well, I mean, and, it's it's classic lore, you know. Mm-hmm. So far, I love it. Awesome. I, I've awesome. only I've only like, God, I, I haven't really dented it, but okay. I love it so far. So yeah. that's a good sign. Take your time with that one. It's it's good. But I gave you. You saga. Gave me, uh, yes, you gave me Saga. You gave me Battling Boy. Battling Boy. Um, you also gave me. Um, there's two others that. Uh, Did I give you Paper Girls? No, I didn't paper, give you Paper no, Girls. No, I don't remember Paper Girls. Uh, Remiss of me to forget those shit. Sorry. I feel like I. You know what I I have for you too. I have Middle West that I want to give you as well. Okay. Oh, I do remember. Um, shit. Drama. What is it? Drama. Not drama. So. No, it was the it was the sorry, not uh, drama. It, I remember it was the D and D one. Oh, die. Die. Yes, yes. I gave you die. die. Yes. And I also gave you the one about the about the people in Miami, and I can't remember that name oh, either. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the name, but <laughs> Doug really Doug, do not kill me for this because I am horrible she's at this. Pretty, you she's know dropping, this. She's dropping every name right now, Doug. <laughs> You go after her for this. Man. I'm trying. Listen. I didn't even know she read comics. I barely read comics. <laughs> no, I just read like indie stuff, and I really just go off the recs that Doug give me, gives yeah. me. And the reason why we did a swap was because I wanted to branch off outside of indie. Do you oh, know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I want to branch off into indie. This uh, is why it's a perfect trade. Yeah. No, and uh, I was uh, I was just talking to uh, my girlfriend about this that. Um, you'd let me these comics and I like, I got to finish this book first cause I don't finish shit. Like it takes me forever to Fair. read everything. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to become obsessed about these comics for a little while. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give myself the time to do that. But I, um, I had them sitting there and she was asking about them. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I really hope because you're into indie comics that like the indie stuff is what my taste in music is, which is like super indie music. I'm like, okay, I hope that's like the good stuff. You know, that, like, it I've is... been listening to pop music this whole time, and you're mm-hmm. showing me, like, you know, the deep cuts. I, I'm trying. I think the ones that I gave you were the ones that I think you would most like out of, and okay. it's mostly or just our book club reads and stuff like that, but Saga is the one that I want you to start with because mm. that was my gateway comic. That was, mm. like, the one that I read in entirety. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, you know, th- those ones that I gave you, Maybe not my favorites. Okay. But I think you would like them more because so, they have elements of other things that I think you would like. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. I'm going to switch this back up on oh, you. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Reverse fucking Uno card. Okay, right sure. Uh, if you, because you, you liked Invincible. The I show. did, yeah. yeah. If you had one of your favorite comics to give the Invincible treatment to, Amazon Prime, production value through the roof, millions of dollars. You even get J.K. Simmons. <laughs> throw him okay. In there for free. What, See, this uh, is gonna, gonna sound. Pick? This is gonna sound so pre-rehearsed because. Because um, it's written down in front of you. Yes. Got, don't look at my notes. <laughs> uh, no. Um, <clears throat> Doug can attest, and and it's his favorite too. My favorite shit is um, around Halloween. Like I like more of like the Alola Lord Halloween. No, 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 just, like, Halloween. Oh, like around the, Halloween. Yes, around Halloween. Like, oh, okay. the horror-themed comic like, books and Halloween. stuff like that. No, 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 no. Um, and if I could, like, we particularly like the Universal Monsters, so if I okay. could give a show to anyone, it would be Swamp Thing, which is crazy because you gave me my really? first Swamp Thing comic. Yeah. That's nuts. Like, I don't, pre- well, or Saga. I don't know. It's, it's... Why do you like Swamp Thing so much? What's drawn you to him despite knowing nothing about him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know some things okay, about sure. him. Okay, sure. He's from the swamp. He's, yeah. he's a noun. He's a thing. Come on. <laughs> well, like, you know, you see movies and shit. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, sure. I just like, I like the idea of just like this abominable creature and being a protagonist. You mm. know what I mean? But like an unlikely protagonist. You know yeah. what I mean? So you like see all these... Most for the most part, clean cut superheroes, and it's yeah. like, of course, people fucking for the most part love them, mm-hmm. and they're fighting crime, they're doing good. But what about this fucking guy that looks like a monster, and like he's just trying his best? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like that version, and I like things that are 
creepy-ish, so. He's like, kind of like the environmentally friendly uh, Wolverine. Like, he's created in a lab. Yeah. He's completely isolated. He lives forever. Like, yeah. You know. So that's the story I want to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like Hugh Jackman to play Swamp Thing. No. No. So I don't good. like double dipping when it comes to superheroes. Oh, so you didn't like I'll... the whole Chris Evans flaming torch or uh, human torch flaming torch. Human torch. Captain America. As a predominantly DC fan. Okay. Uh, so, like, I'll give him the pass and I'll also give Ryan Reynolds a pass because Deadpool's great and Green Lantern was garbage. But Ben Affleck destroying affleck no okay i ben affleck actually it's that (laughs) it's that duck that (laughs) no but like he really fucked up daredevil for so many years script but did he agree to it and fucking just act horribly okay so let's also blame colin farrell and jennifer gardner then Hell yeah! They, and what Michael Duncan, Michael Seymour Duncan, or something like that, who plays Kingpin, who would have been a great Kingpin. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, I know something what you're talking about. Duncan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's great. It's the but... three-word or name. Yeah, it yeah. Is... A, I think I might have nailed. He it. He played the the big be. guy in Green Mile, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He plays John Coffee. Um, he, didn't he die? In the movie? No, I think he Don't died in real life. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. No, Wait, I he... I will spoil Green Mile. No, because he's a it John it is... happily ever after. <laughs> because it has been it's past the statute of limitations uh, at this point. No. Um, Dumbledore dies. <laughs> oh <my laughs> now we're fans. just doing spoilers, <laughs> guys. Listen, I'm so sorry for my guests. Yeah, you and spoil one, I spoil one. I said that the last. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan, okay. What was that reason? I said Michael Seymour Duncan, I don't know. No, but that one time you said... (laughs) That's what you sounded like. You fill in the blanks. Alright, Michael Clark Duncan died September 3rd, 2012. I knew it. Holy shit. Yeah. Like a massive heart attack or something. What? That's fucking tragic. Guys, we're not going to end on a bad note. Trust me, it's fine. No, he's... His, Get that out of your mind. Yeah, his uh, <laughs> he he won't be remembered for Daredevil. And that is... This is true. He'll be remembered for Green Mile, and he yeah. was great in that. Um, but my last question to to you, mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. um, we usually do a song before oh. and after an interview. Great. And would you like to pick our second song? Uh, second song, uh, Scum by Idols. So 
We are rolling. You want to hit me with a Doug instead? Hey, Doug. Hey, Kaylin. What's going on at the shop? So we're really excited. We finally... So like a couple of months ago, I kind of slated out our summer Mm -hmm. and like knew that in June we were going to do that one sale and then in July I'm going to do a sale and then Mm -hmm. in August we have free comic book day. Yeah. So we finally put up our information for our anniversary sale. We're celebrating our third year in Madawan. This uh, July. Ah. Uh, it's crazy. That so it's been three years. It, it feels like it's been more, but also. Because, like, like, COVID was, like, a, both a long and short mm-hmm. time, and I don't know. It's a nightmare. So, on July 17th, we will be celebrating our three year anniversary, and we have two really great sales offered. All of our back issues are going to be 50% off, so everything in the back issue room. Room. <laughs> you get to go into the room and no. you can save 50%. No, don't I don't know do who that, that accent it is. It started off as like Mick Jagger and went into like a very... Like a as long as it's... <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So all of the back issues in the back issue room will be 50% off. Mm-hmm. We have tons of stuff lately. Good. So go back there, have a field day, get a ton of stuff. 50% oh, yeah. off. I'm also going to be throwing all of our incentive books back there. So we've had like... Some insane, you know, cover variants and all that mm-hmm. stuff. That'll all be in the back room for 50% off. And we will also have a dollar sale. Tons wow. of relatively current books from the last three years Very will cool. be outside on the sidewalk for a sidewalk sale for $1 a piece. Yeah. So if you are missing, I don't know, Green Lantern 7 through 12, come on in because yeah. we got them all. You can just grab them all up for $1 a piece. Most of these books are regular 3 to $8. Mm-hmm. And we'll have them all for a buck. We want to try oh, to yeah. clear it out and start year four nice and fresh. Yeah. Because we're in the new shop and, you know, like real out with the old kind of feeling. Yes. So I'm really excited for that. So that's on July 17th. And then for free comic book day, which will be August 14th, mm-hmm. we will be operating from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. We have special hours that day. We're going to be open a little bit later and we'll be opening a little bit later. Okay. Um, and we'll have all of our trade paperbacks by to get one free. So if you're, you know, making a mental list of what you want to pick up, start mm-hmm. getting that list ready. And uh, we'll have some other sales and free items. And um, our friends, the Needlemeister, will be there free? with pillows and um, dog collars onesies. and onesies and all sorts of yeah. fun stuff. So we'll, we'll have a pretty packed store that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I won't be there. No, I know. I have other plans. But it makes me sad. But maybe I could be there in spirit. Somehow. I know. We're going to try to figure things out. We'll figure it out. Anyway, um, what is releasing? I feel like we haven't talked about what's been This releasing. coming week? Oh my god, there's something from DC coming out that I, that would have come out already, I guess. I mean to say. Oh my god, why <laughs> can't, can't I remember what that? it is? Well, while you're thinking, mm-hmm. I just want to re-plug that we are doing book club um, on July 3rd. 30th? Correct. July 30th at 6.30. Um, if the weather's nice, we'll meet at Lake Leffords. If not, we'll meet at the shop. Um, please bring your own chair, and we will be reading The Sandman. Yeah, volume oh, one. Oh, wait, I said The Sandman again. Is it just Sandman? It's usually just Sandman, but okay. I know you really want it to be about Adam Sandler, <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. I'm really hoping there's Adam like a Sandler little... is The Sandman. Sandman. God, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I, I love him. I love that weird bastard. You know what I watched the other day? What's that? I watched Billy Madison for the first time in a very long time. Really? Yeah. This, anytime we talk about Sandman now, we do roll into talking about the Sandman. This is true. how was that? How <laughs> <laughs> was Billy Madison? Is shampoo still better than conditioner or? Shampoo is better. That's my impression of him. That's horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. Sorry. I'm really terrible. What's Chris Farley's deal in that one? He's like... He's a bus driver on the trip. The that's like trip, very uncomfortably sexually charged, right? Towards the teacher, Miss mm-hmm. Vaughn. Miss Veronica Vaughn. Want to touch the hiney, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't watch this movie, I would still know all of these names. I haven't I seen have. it in 20 years, and I will tell you that if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> That's Locked the, and loaded. That's the best line <laughs> But I regret. So let's stop talking about the, the Sandman and 
refocus on just him and Oh, you know what? Actually, yes. Let's talk about that because we are going to be... In- okay. If you join us for book club on July 30th at 6.30, mm-hmm. we will be introducing the new book club program. Mm-hmm. So I've totally discovered this and made it up on my own and I have not taken inspiration from any pizza franchise at all. <laughs> but we're going to be doing Comic Book It. Love it. For each... Sounds familiar. It doesn't. No. It actually doesn't. I invented this. <laughs> so um, you can't out pizza me, Kaylin. <laughs> no one out pizzas the Doug. And you can't out <laughs> Sam <Sandman> and me. <laughs> so for every book club you attend, you will now receive a... Um, little slice. Little slice pepperoni pizza sticker. Mm-hmm. It, vegan pepperoni. If that's, of course. If that's yes. what you're into. Um, that you will put on your badge. Mm-hmm. For every four you get, yeah. we have this special coupon... This Geekery Book Club gold card that will allow you special discounts in the shop. Very cool. It is really cool. I can't wait to show you them. (laughs) retroactive? No, these are not retroactive. You're not going to roll in and cash in 16 book club stickers. Come on. Trying to get two pizzas on me. But, so for every four pizza stickers you get, you get this exclusive coupon. That's like a one-time use thing. Very cool. Sounds pretty neat. Can't wait to show you it. Love it. And for every eight, you get a free t-shirt. Whoa. Yeah, so you fill up that pie with eight slices. You get free shit. You get a free t-shirt. Wow. What yeah. if you get 16? 16. 16 slices, Unrelated two coupons, to the retroactive two life. t-shirts. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's 16 book clubs you got to go to. Been there, done that. You do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. I don't know. It came to me in like this dumb vision where I'm like, uh... I'd been like just like thinking about a way to do some sort of like incentive. cool incentive program for the yeah. book club, and then I like I don't well, know because our numbers have been rising. Yeah, and we want to keep it that way. You know, we want more people to join. It's so much. I mean, I wouldn't say it's so much more fun because that's rude to our like. But it's first, great to get like, some new voices and exactly. new opinions because yeah. like, and also I don't know, like just to yeah have just different opinions and have people you know really that's all of it yeah it's just fun to have discuss this stuff and you never know people somebody might have read sandman and just wants to be a part of the group yeah there's some shit that like suze or jp had said in the past that i would have like never thought of Mm -hmm. about this comic or that certain comic book you know what i mean it's just like interesting to get more perspective yeah Yeah. because i feel like sometimes we we do hit these books at all angles where we're just mm-hmm. down to like the binding of it even you know oh, and we yeah. like are talking about it and you don't could... get those those opinions and everything mm-hmm. in a group of four or whatever you know what I mean like you yes. get these other ideas and I think we've all become so familiar with each other that sometimes we we go off course mm-hmm. a lot so yeah. it's helpful to have more people in there as like a like, reminder to be like we should rein in and continue talk talking about, about this book. <laughs> So true. But uh, I'm really excited. So July 30th, the new comic book it program goes into effect. Stop it's looking at me like that, Kaylin. You can't out pizza me. You can't do it. And you can't out pizza the Hutt. Kaylin! <laughs> you can't out pizza the Doug is the slogan, okay? okay They're literally going to come for me. That should be a shirt. They're going to come for me. That should the be shirt, a shirt. The book club shirt says no one out pizzas the Doug. And it, but it's like <laughs> written over in spray paint. No one out pizzas the dog. Or at least has to be the name of our, our episode. Of this episode? Fine. <laughs> we'll settle for that. But, um. Um, so yeah. Time to close out? I think so. I just want to thank Anthony again for coming on and doing that interview. I had a blast. Uh, I think he had a good time too. He I'm really excited for you to be doing these too. I it's such really a cool was so spin. nervous to do it, but uh-huh. like. I'm pretty familiar with Anthony. Yeah. We work together. And we've been talking into microphones for a year and a half now. Exactly. So you so ha- like, do have like a little bit. the idea. Yeah. yeah. So like it, it went really well. We were laughing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was very stupid. But also he's like really, really uh, smart when it comes to like DC shit. Cool. Yeah, like that's great. expecting that. Yeah. I thought he was more into like anime and whatnot. But mm-hmm. He was dropping some fucking knowledge bombs. And so. these are things that maybe you wouldn't have touched on if you hadn't done it. Very true. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. And I'm also excited because I just thought of it now that like we're definitely going to have you interview your dad 
Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. that's like, he's also called Anthony. So like, can you find someone else? Like a different name? <laughs> Another Anthony. Yeah. Either, yeah, either Wait, full tilt, lean into that? just finding Anthony's. I only interview Anthony's. Kaylin interviews the Anthony's. I interview everyone else. <laughs> I like that plan. <laughs> this has been episode 57 of the Geekery Radio Hour. No one up pizzas the Doug. This podcast is based out of a comic book shop located at 19 Little Street in Madawan, New Jersey called The Geekery. The Geekery can be found online at The Geekery NJ. This podcast can be found on social media at The Geekery Radio. And I can be found at Father underscore K-A-E. I am at Dumble Stiltskin. We thank you for listening. Bye, guys. We'll see you in a few weeks. Bye.